Hello and welcome to Ashurst Legal Outlook and our ongoing series where we speak to recent Ashurst trainees who share their stories to the legal profession and insights for future trainees. In this episode, I speak to Robert Paratore about his very unique journey to corporate law after a stint playing for Leicester City and his foray into human rights and sports law with organisations including FIFA. Join me as we get the inside scoop on what it's like to work as a trainee solicitor at Ashurst. You're listening to Ashurst Legal Outlook. Well, Robert, thank you very much for joining the podcast. Throughout the series, I've asked all our trainees what their origin story is, and I'm going to guess just by your accent that it's going to be a little bit different to everyone else's. Could you tell me, first of all, what's your what's your story? What, why did you decide to pursue a career in law? Yeah, so uh, the reason for my... Um, you know, ambitions to go into law was at the time I was wanting to go to university and I needed something very challenging, something which um, I didn't have much background knowledge in um, because I missed a lot of schooling. So I felt like law was a, a good kind of, you know, start at, at university and something that I could really dig my teeth into. Um, I feel I felt like it was very transferable and the skills that a lawyer has can go into many different industries and, and be using many different roles and professions. Um, so that was kind of the, the reason why I chose law and then, or to study law and then continue on pursuing a career in law. Again, um, I thought it was, you know, you get fantastic training and it was something that I really thought that was going to challenge me and I could pick up some really you know, great skills. Commercial law was um, particularly uh, appealing to me mainly because I really enjoy business and um, economic, political, international relation affairs, all those, all those kind of topics. I really enjoyed uh, learning about, and um, I felt like commercial law could could be something that provides both you know, the legal training and 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 something that grapples with the law and also commercial and and uh, business affairs. So it's been a really good fit for me. I've really enjoyed it so far. Um, I'm only uh, a year into my training contract. Um, I had a little bit of experience before coming to Ashurst and doing commercial law in a, in a few other areas um, of law and, and sports law and human rights, which I really enjoyed and gave me um, a lot of perspective and what, what what type of career I want to pursue in the law. Um, so all really valuable experiences. And and yeah, so, so far, so good. Really, really enjoying it. Going into my third seed in competition law. Um, I've previously done my first seed in in global loans and my second seat was in corporate projects and and now going into competition is going to be quite different and it's going to be again grappling with um you know political economic factors um and then also it's a very like black letter law um area of law so really gonna um really gonna enjoy that and, and, look, and look forward to it now am i right in saying that you didn't uh, leave university and go into straight into the trainee program that you had a bit of life experience before you did that yeah, so, um, well, I'll start back from kind of my journey to the UK. So I actually moved to the UK at 14. I was pursuing a career in professional football, professional soccer. Um, so I came over here uh, by myself and played for a professional club. Um, 
I was doing that till I was 20. Um, at 20, I got, I got injured and I had to stop playing um, and then went to university. And that's, that's where I got, you know, a variety of experiences before going into university and different skills that many of my colleagues um, may not, may not have experienced or may not have. Um, and, and yeah, it kind of, it's definitely aided me on my, on my path into commercial law and, and, and definitely in the role. Um, so yeah, I, I played in a, a few different countries and um, really understood and, and experienced different cultures and the way other cultures do and other countries do things. So I think going into commercial law, which is very international and, and working with people all over all over the globe, really, um, it's it's definitely came in hand and understanding these different business cultures and, and the way people work. I think it's definitely um, had a had an impact. Absolutely. So you went from Australia and you played in a number of different countries before you arrived in the UK. Is that how the journey went? No. So I arrived, um, I played for Leicester City. So I was at Leicester from 14 to 20. And then at 20, um, I kind of got injured, had a break from football, um, then went over to Italy to play. Um, tried to get myself back fit and, and playing again. I did that for a few months. Uh, and then I eventually the same kind of issues reoccurred. Um, during that period, I kind of set myself up to go to university and I, it was a decision, a last minute decision, whether to stay in Italy and play football or, or to go to university and, and pursue a career in law. Um, in the end, like I had a, a final injury and I thought, I'm, I'm, I can't continue with this. So I was on the next plane out and uh, quickly went into, into Freshers Week and started university that week. Um, so it was all a bit of a whirlwind, but I was on the verge of deferring another year and trying to pursue the, the football, but my body and uh, my, yeah, my health just couldn't, couldn't keep up with the, the pace of professional football. So, um, so yeah, went, went to Italy, went to Australia to play as well, um, a bit before I went to Italy. Um, and again, same issues were, were occurring. And then just decided to try and pursue a career in law and then see if I could play semi-professional um, and try and do both. And then I wasn't limited to, to just doing one. Um, so I did that for a few months, played set semi-professionally um, in the Vanarama Conference League, um, which is like fourth, fifth division in, in England, um, and then ended up not able to do both. So um, stopped football for, for a while and concentrated on my, my career. That's amazing. It's an amazing and very unique uh, origin story, I have to say, Robert. Now, was it always law, you know, when you when you knew that you didn't or, or couldn't pursue your career uh, playing top flight football, did you did you think about any other career or was it always law? Yeah, I did. Um, I mean, naturally, uh, ex-professional footballs or people that come out of the game quite early in their career, uh, they go into you know, roles like you know, coaching, coaching roles or physiotherapy or sports science roles or nutritionists. Um, or, or even stuff like agents. And I definitely thought about all those different routes. Um, at the time, I kind of was a bit sick of the industry and I wanted something a bit different. I also thought, I also didn't think that was going to challenge me in a way that maybe other professions would. So I actually went completely the other way and I looked at law, I looked at um, engineering, um, I looked at things like accounting as well. And I just felt that law was the best fit engineering would have been really interesting but as I said like I missed a lot of school due to football 
um, and trying to get myself up to that requisite level of science mass would have been quite difficult. Um, and I just felt I just felt I could slot quite easily into law. Um, and I know it was, it was quite interesting as a footballer in in the sense that there was a, a time when um, there's maybe like a conflict of interest between like what I thought um, was best for me and what the club thought was best for me. And I think law you know, is the intersect between those two and it's, and it's like the regulator of those two. Um, so that was kind of like something I was thinking about as well and, and how you know, the law kind of interacts with those two, you know, forces. So that was like the, the reason why I thought maybe I should give law a, a try and, um, and pursue that. Absolutely. Now, tell me about your experience within the legal profession prior to your Ashurst traineeship. Did you uh, work in in different areas beforehand? Yeah. So when I was in uh, Geneva, Switzerland, working with the World Players Association, um, I worked with um, some fantastic international human rights lawyers there and sports lawyers there um, and got an interesting experience with working with different types of law. like labor law, sports law, um, and human rights law. So my role there was a a junior kind of legal trainee. um, And some of the work that we did was developing policy um, around labor and human rights law um, for the players. Um, So we're working with the players like as a collective uh, unit and trying to reform some of their working conditions. So um, what we'd do is we'd use international human rights law and we would say, um, we would kind of impose some of these um, legal principles onto the sports governing bodies. So some of these sports governing bodies were FIFA, UEFA, um, the IOC, which is the Olympic Committee, um, the NBA, the NFL, um, some of these organizations and kind of using our collective bargaining position to to try and improve the rights, um, and, and that could be um, that could be pay, that could be um, conditions, that could be healthcare post career, that could be education post career. Um, it could be a number of things. I, I remember one of the key things um, that we worked on with with UEFA and FIFA was actually um, the fourth substitute rule um, in relation to concussion. So at the time, I think. An example for the, for the football fans was there was a, the Man City goalkeeper had hit his head um, um, playing and had and, and had concussion, but because the team had already used all their substitutes, they couldn't substitute the goalkeeper off. Um, and you had this this kind of um, there's this protocol that they should come off um, if you suffer from concussion, but due to the the, the, the part the, the stage of where at in the match and and uh, the conditions of the match that they couldn't they couldn't play with 10 men because they're trying to win the match so um so it's actually a disadvantage for the team to um, make that substitute even though it's in the player's best interest so one of the ways that you mitigate against that is if someone has to come off from concussion um is that you can have that four substitute so so everyone's a winner really so that the team can make that substitute um, and the player's health is put um, at the forefront and, and getting him off and getting him you know, an adequate concussion check. So, so that's some of the stuff that we did. It, it was very topical and very interesting. Um, and, and yeah, working with, with those governing bodies of all different aspects was, was super interesting. And, 
um, and, and meeting a lot of like ex-professionals in, in, in different areas. Um, but it was, it was an amazing experience, learned a lot and, and really kind of understood a different area of law that I, I didn't really know much about. That's fascinating. That um, the, the NRL has only just brought that rule in this season. The, yeah. the they call it the eighteenth man rule, where yeah. they they do allow an extra substitution because of you know concussion or yeah yeah head highs or whatever. Sense. Yeah, oh, totally, totally makes because like that. It was, the goalkeeper was Willie Caballero, I think his name is, and um, like they do the concussion check, and he's like, "I'm fine, I'm fine, I can play." And then he comes off, like at the end of the game, he's like, I don't remember what happened like the last 45 minutes. And of course the, the physio is like, who's, who's analyzing He's like, yeah, he said he's fine. Like from my like duty of care perspective, he can play on, but that's not what should happen. It shouldn't be the players are saying like, he's fine. And the physio has, you know, two minutes on the sideline to be like, yeah, he's fine. Um, so like, yeah, reforming the game for the better. And I mean, concussions are, genuinely a very serious injury like it's not like a uh you know a torn hamstring like someone can suffer you know, severe effects from having concussion yeah um so like this kind of reform is like it's needed isn't it the amount of you know our early onset dementia happening within you know nfl players and even rugby league players in, in here uh, football in players now as well yeah it's football players now as well from heading no yeah it was um it was an amazing experience to be honest i kind of like fell into it. i didn't really know too much about it and uh the people over there kind of saw my background and I wrote a paper dissertation at university and people kind of saw that and thought I might be interested in it and went over and had a bit of time. It was, it was pretty, pretty awesome experience to be honest. Amazing, amazing experience. So tell me, how did, how did commercial or corporate law then come into the fold? What was it about that side of law that really interests you? Yeah. So what I really like about commercial law, what really drew me in from day one at university was Kind of interaction with with commercial and business affairs. I had a I have a big interest in like politics, and um, I kind of only realised that interest coming to university. I found myself really wanting to understand like the political system and understanding how like stock markets work and and how economic factors affect stock markets. Um, and I just felt it was this kind of natural fit for me if I wanted to work in law, to go into commercial law. Um, I'm still really enjoying that aspect now. Yeah, absolutely. Now tell me, why Ashurst? Why did you choose to pursue the training contract with Ashurst? Yeah, so um, a number of reasons. Um, firstly, like the international aspect of Ashurst is very appealing. Um, as I alluded to before, having experienced you know, different, you know, different cultures and different countries um, through my football, like it's something that I quite enjoyed learning about different cultures and how they kind of interact with each other. Um, also, I feel that the best work is all international work. And that's due to like the complexities of having like multi-jurisdictional aspects to the to the work that we do, grappling with councils from different jurisdictions, and 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 also realizing that certain legal concepts aren't applicable there, and and uh, and just again like how, how business works over there, like that's that's very appealing. Uh, secondly its reputation and working with some of the best clients. I think that's very, it was very important for me to go somewhere which had reputable clients, like got the best work, competed for the best work. That was very important for me. Um, I wanted to really 
um, learn working with the best lawyers and working and doing the best work. I think that was really important. I think the training contracts are very unique in the fact that, you know, you get two years of training to experience all different departments. Um, and you get the chance to pick um, the departments you want to go. And I think it was really important to go to a firm that was so well-rounded and could offer such great experience and work in all these different departments. I feel like it's really important to make like a very well-rounded lawyer. And Ash has definitely provided that. Um, I mean, their, their reputation in the legal market here is very good. And, and I think that's demonstrated some of the work that we've won recently. So, so yeah, that, that's, that's a crucial factor. And then thirdly, I just thought the, uh, the culture was, was really uh, welcoming and friendly and approachable. Yeah, and that culture piece is something that has been reflected in every single one of these uh, conversations I've had with trainees is that, yeah, that collaboration that seems to be just sort of throughout all areas of the organisation. So um, that sounds really special. So tell me, what's been one of your highlights? So if you can pick maybe a project or a particular uh, piece of work that you've, you've done over the last uh, couple of months, yeah, definitely. Um, one comes to mind straight away is what I'm working on right now is uh, we're doing work for the British government on carbon capture. Um, uh, so in the projects department, we do a mix of like advisory transactional um, and litigious work. Um, this is my first kind of feel for advisory work. Um, so we're advising the British government on how to kind of facilitate a carbon capture program. Uh, for carbon emitters to try and get to net zero emissions by 2050. I, I find this work very interesting because you know, I, I take a strong interest in, in the planet and I, obviously I want, you know, I want, I want the world to not be burdened with this, you know, climate change and, and, and all the effects that come from that. So it's something that I really cared about. So I've been working with the associate and the partner very closely and trying to get that out. Um, but yeah, that's something that really, that, that drafting work really challenges you. It's, it's something I haven't done before. Um, so, you know, rather than just doing kind of like procedural work, which you might do in other seats or with many other deals, this is about like really sitting down, reading the work, taking it in, and then trying to like build something from that. Uh, it's something that I haven't really been challenged yet um, in, in that aspect yet. Um, so I've really enjoyed that. I think as, as a lawyer, I'm gonna, I'm gonna learn a lot from that. I'm going to develop some skills that I haven't really refined um, yet, and 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 the topic is just is just amazing. Like it's so topical, and um, honestly, I, could, I I was I was so happy that I got on the project. And it's a shame it's the last week um, of my project department. I have to move on, but it's been I've only been on it about three to four weeks, but it's been it's been pretty awesome, and I've really enjoyed that. Now, getting your crystal ball out and looking beyond your fourth seat, what are your sort of hopes and dreams for the future? Where do you see yourself, say, in, you know, 10 years' time? Good question. I mean, hopefully I'll be at Ashurst, you know, hopefully in a more uh, a senior position, um, hopefully a lawyer that, you know, a very, you know, lawyer with lots of different skills, um, a good technical lawyer, but also lawyer that's very good with the clients and and very good you know, building relationships and rapport with clients which department uh, i don't i don't really know yet i've really enjoyed all my all my seats so far and i'm sure i enjoy my last two so it's going to be a tough decision but yeah hopefully somewhere somewhere in asher somewhere senior in Ashurst, and and hopefully like a very well-rounded lawyer that's had a lot of experience and really um, got the most out of my time here like both training contract and, and maybe as like a junior associate. 
thinking about some advice that you would give uh, someone making a trainee application to a trainee contract with Ashurst, particularly someone that has maybe not gone straight from university, that has had some life experience like you have, what would that advice be to them? Yeah, so um, my advice would be just really draw out your experiences that you've had, you know, either prior to university or, or in between or, or even after university and, and before signing a training contract. I think people don't realize that a lot of this, this activities that you engage in your extracurricular stuff, a lot of the skills that you gain from that are very transferable into commercial law. Like from in my in my example, like as a as a former professional athlete, like I used to work under pressure. I used to work with a team and this is what we're doing at Asher. So we're working with in, in a team. We're working under pressure. We have deadlines we have to make. Being composed under pressure and and being able to deliver a good product is very important. And it's something that you don't realize, but you kind of hone that skill when you're doing your your other activities outside of, of university or, or law. So I'd say in terms of applying that, really draw those draw on those experiences, draw out those skills from those experiences, and kind of match them to commercial law. Um, I think that's that's the key to it. Now, outside of work, uh, is your passion still soccer, or what? What do you like to do uh, uh, on the weekends? I still kind of I still play football, but I don't really watch much football anymore. Um, I kind of limit that to who's who's your team? Do you do you follow Leicester City at all? Or uh, I do I do follow them. Um, they're not my team though. My team's Chelsea Chelsea Football Club, but. Uh, I do keep an eye out for Leicester and I still have a good relationship with the people back there. Were you at the club when Jamie Vardy was at the club? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, fortunately, I was there when, when all those kind of fellas were there um, who went on to win the Premier League a few, a few years later. Um, so, yeah, very fortunate to, like, you know, know them and, and, and play with them and, and, and see how they've progressed. I mean, no one would have ever imagined that. You know, you look at people like Jamie Vardy and, He's playing in the reserve team with me at one point, and his career was, was going to pop. And then now he's, you know, highest Premier League goal scorer or broken some records um, in that respect. So, I mean, I suppose it shows that you can do anything. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really watch that much. I, I have a keen interest in coaching um, in football, doing my coaching badges now, but I play a number of other sports. Um, I recently started playing like polo and um, really like tennis and and yeah 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 and I like my my snow sports and really enjoy that that, that kind of stuff. So I think after you know, after playing football, I really wanted to experience different things. I was quite limited in what I could do. Like I couldn't ski or couldn't ride bikes, couldn't do anything like that. Like motorbikes, couldn't do that. Um, and now I really want to go and try that because I can. And um, again, like it, it makes you interesting if you do different things. And again, going back on what what you know future applicants should have and what they should bring out is like clients and and your colleagues will find you interesting all the different extracurricular activities that you do so really encourage doing that kind of stuff and, and and having these different types of experiences what a perfect note to to wrap up the interview robbie thank you very much for joining me mate it's great great to talk thanks thanks very much if you enjoy ashurst legal outlook why not check out our other two podcast series as well ashurst business agenda tackles the big strategic issues that business leaders face. And ESG Matters at Ashurst reveals how business leaders are rising to mounting environmental, social and governance challenges.
You can listen and subscribe to Business Agenda and ESG Matters wherever you get your podcasts.